Thank you for joining us in episode 120 of the Doss and D Show. And today's episode is a lot of fun and full of laughs. On this episode, we sit down with the hosts of the Goes Alright podcast, content creators and YouTubers, Caden Kados McDonald and Connor Rogers. It's been a huge year for the lads with the launch of their podcast and it was great to sit down and reflect on the year that has been and the Dylan Buckley phone call that made it all happen. It's no secret that the passion these boys have for their footy club secures them comfortably in the Nuffy category and they both share the Nuffiest thing they've ever done. It involves hunting down the current AFL coach's email address and a phone call to a talkback radio station with a plan to revolutionise the game forever. You won't believe it. We love chatting with like-minded people, but their rise from turning a passion into creating content alongside their heroes is something to admire. It's a great testament to all the opportunities out there and a reason to start something from scratch and try to turn it into a full-time income. After you finish this podcast, make sure you check out episode 80 with our friends as Shepmates for more classic content creation stories and plenty of laughs. But for now, let's get into today's episode with our mates Kados McDonald and Connor Rogers. Enjoy. Well, this isn't the first time we've had these two blokes in our joint, is it? No. Well, one of our guests said earlier that, you know, all things happen for a reason. So let's introduce our guests and then we'll ask them what they think. So we've got the Goes Alright Boys, Kados and Rog. How are we, boys? Never better. Going well, lads. I did come up with that saying myself, by the way, all things happen for a reason. That's one of my originals. So really? Watch that explode over time. I in, really what con- in what context was that brought up? <laughs> well, because uh, this isn't our first Teenage time. Teenage pregnancy. Yeah, yeah, correct. <laughs> well, this isn't our first time in your lovely boat and we're grouse and stoked to be back for a second time but the first time around we came in and we had the best chat you've ever seen for two hours i thought this was going to go gangbusters oh, international viral didn't we all <laughs> possibly like interplanetary that's how good it was and the computer crashed right at the end we had to go off to the footy and uh, the recording was no longer we were so embarrassed as well oh, and, uh, we were, well from my end i was shattered d had to pick me up from the couch because we had to get to work that night and i was laying on the couch depressed well, I, was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was absolutely gutted the loyal joss and d listeners know that it happens quite a bit but yeah. anyway we've got great equipment and nothing's going to go wrong but, thanks to our friends at road yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> but boys t- well are you unemployed now the footy season's over what's going on oh unemployed irrelevant depressed <laughs> yeah it gets it's it's heartbreaking when it gets to this time of year yeah so the potty stopped until next year hopefully we'll find out about that in the next little bit and yeah, there's not much footy to to make content about so it's just head to the beach cruise and uh just Build up for next year. How good's that? But a uh, bit, bit of basketball. Now. Bit of basketball. You know, so oh, even yes. the AFL's finished, but now NBL's happening. Oh, yeah. We were You're hanging out with Josh Giddy and the boys. We were know? on centre court. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is insane how, like, I'm the further thing from a basketball man ever. Never been into basketball in my life. But the NBL has got that much momentum behind it. Mm. Doss says that it was like the A-League sort of 10 years ago when that was popping off yeah. and the Big Bash a little bit before that, man. Yeah, the Big Bash had a run. Remember, like, everyone oh, started yeah. going the Big Bash and then the A-League had this run where they were packing out Amy Park and Marvel Stadium and now it feels like it's the NBL's time. 100%. Like, all the kids just love going and I didn't know we'd be talking NBL this early. But <laughs> <laughs> I, I have, What's fresh? <laughs> I have been to an NBL game before and it's only, like, five, six, seven thousand 7,000 people but the atmosphere is awesome. Like they got the clappers yeah. and they got the music, so it is actually enjoyable. I'm yet to go. Actually, you it's used good to fun. Go. Oh well, I, well, even when I don't know if you boys have been in the states, been to an NBA game. Have you? Nah, I haven't. Nah, I've like, done that. Yeah, like that. They just do it so much better than we do in Australia. So, but to, the NBL is that addition to it. Like, because mm. I love the soccer, the A League. So I'm pretty, to be honest, pretty upset how bad it's kind of gone. But I've ne- I haven't been to many NBL games. We should go to one. Yeah, we should. We should. Mate, I used to be a massive Melbourne victory man. Me and my mates, when we were in like sort of year 10, we'd go nearly every week. Like if we had a spare Saturday, we would go and we were in the Northern Terrace going ballistic <laughs> for the Melbourne victory. We were chatting. And I remember saying the most, looking back, the most ludicrous comment you'll ever hear. I remember trying to explain to my uncle, who's one of those guys that just hates soccer, I think it's the worst thing ever. I said, you watch in 20 years. I think the A-League will be bigger than the AFL. <laughs> One because of those blokes. remember that time when the AFL was on the decline? Like they had to make all these yeah. changes because yeah. the game was just the rolling uh, mall or whatever they yeah. called it. And it just seemed like A-League had all this momentum. AFL on the way down. But they brought it back, the AFL, and the A-League's dead. Well, like world sport, like, like you could 
see in 20 years the A-League, if it did get big enough recruiting like international stars and sort of rivaling some bigger leagues. But you look at it now and you go, nah, it is really just a, a <laughs> yeah. and, and I still love it somehow. <laughs> Josh <Yeah>. loves it, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, boys, talk us through. So for the listeners, you know, let's talk a little bit about Goes All Right. Tell us about the year. How did it even come about? Let's start there and then we'll go through the year. Yeah, well, so uh, it was about this time last year I was trying to organise some footy guernseys for a six-on-six sort of series that I've got on my channel Yep. where myself, Rog, and a lot of the channel regulars that pop up on my goal-kicking challenges mm. and whatnot are taking on AFL creators in like a, a mini league of football. Yeah. So I was just waiting for a phone call from the, the Guernsey company and I was finishing my avocado on toast and <laughs> had about one or two bites left and this no number came up. So I just left it through to the keeper. Yep. I call it back and I'm you know, expecting the Guernsey company, but on the other end of the line, it was Dill Buckley. And he said, oh, g'day, mate. No, it's Dill Buckley here. Just wondering what you're doing next year. And I'm like, oh, you know, not a lot. <laughs> so did he just, just, sorry, did he assume you know who he was? Did he have to explain this is Dill Buckley, blah, blah, blah? Oh, I, think Dil, nah, I think nah. Dill Buckley assumes he knows who people is. Nah, <laughs> nah, we'd followed each other on Insta okay. and I DM'd, DM'd him a little bit, okay. um, trying to work my way in on a yeah. Dill and Friends appearance. Yeah. Or something. He's know, a pod father. He's a, he's a king of yeah. podcasting king. in this country. Yeah. So. He's got his finger in, in all sorts of pods. Well, actually on that, uh, I know you guys interviewed him the other day. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Don't Do, say this. No, I have to. So uh, the introduction was a ripper. Yeah. And you and you described him as the white whale. <laughs> Last week when we interviewed Tommy Sheridan, someone used that introduction on Tommy. You know, oh, how, yeah. you know how you use that. You know how you had that caption. It was in my yeah. head, right? Yeah. yeah, it was stuck in my head. And then Doss said, "Oh, who have we got today?" And then I just it just slipped out of my mouth. I just said, "Oh, we've got the white whale." And then well, shadow, I'm like, oh, "I've just stolen." Ma- then. Well, I've done a lot worse than that. I once watched a Jim Jeffries stand-up <laughs> comedy routine, right? Oh, come on. This is Anyway, bad. yeah, and this is a shocker. So I watched the routine and I, it was my, my favourite stand-up, but I didn't watch it for a couple of years or whatever. And then there was this certain – in conversation, a topic came up and off the cuff, without even thinking it was a Jim Jeffries routine, I just dealt out this like word for word as if it was my own and everyone was pissing themselves. And then I thought, gee, that's really good gear. So then I started using it more and more regularly in conversation circles until one person went, mate, are you kidding? That's that's Jim Jeffries. And I went, holy shit, I swear I wasn't I wasn't copying it deliberately. I had no idea. Oh, my God. Stealing his material. Yeah, and you, you can't. You can't do that. Like in like stand up, it's like sacrosanct that you can't steal material. Nah. Did you see James Corden the other night with oh, Ricky Gervais? Yeah, James no, Corden. Yeah, one of his writers stitched him up by using a Ricky Gervais. Was joke. it one of his writers that did that? Well, it would have been. Oh. Yeah, because apparently he's not the best host and not yeah, the he's best. He's turned heel lately. Yeah, yeah, he has. Yeah. <laughs> he has. So apparently, like one of the writers has written it for him, slipped it under, so James didn't know, and he's just done one of Ricky Gervais's most famous acts, word for word, on the on the it night show. Shocking. And like you watch it and you go, oh, it might be sort of similar, but not the same. It was the exact word same. It was really, really cringy, and it was an inside um, job as well. Yeah, yeah, but wow. but I think I think it's really sort of. Weird, because like I, I've done like stand up before, uh, yeah, have a, you? A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> well, I've done a little Thanks bit. Of, done a little bit of stand up, but I've grown up with like this old school sort of stand up mentality where you don't steal stuff. But in this TikTok world, mm. content is stolen all the time without yeah. credit, and it's really, really dangerous. Where I reckon, like in ten years, there's going to be like comedians that just think that that's the thing to do, mm. which is a little bit yeah. That's a, a good concerned. point. That is a good point. That's but, how TikTok's created. It's, yeah, yeah. So people while, jumping the, on trends. The white whale deal. Deal. So, yeah, he gave me a buzz. He said, I've been chatting with Spotify for the last five or six months. Do you want to do a show? And I said, yeah, let's do it. So we were planning it over the summer and, yeah, ripped into it this year. Roger was always a part of the show, but sort of his role grew as the season went on. And, yeah, the back half of the year was so much fun. Like I mm. felt like we found our groove, found our hands a little bit. At yeah. the start of the podcast, we thought that we were like, because we will have an hour and a half phone call during the week without even thinking about it. And because we're such big footy nuffies, it's ri- it's almost like you're listening to On the Couch. Except- it's riveting. <laughs> like, like the access and uh, it's just riveting. Except we don't have On the Couch minds. So it's like the layman going really deep dive into footy. Yeah. And at the start of the podcast, we thought, all right, that's what we'll, that's what it was. It was us analysing games of like, footy. Like pub nuffy chat. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. the the mates at the pub. And that exactly. was the goal initially. But it wasn't re- – at the end of the day, it wasn't really that insightful because we aren't experts. We, what we're saying might not even be 
real or yep. true. Mm. And it wasn't even that funny either because we were going that analytical. We weren't allowing that much room for gag. So in the last sort of six weeks, we managed to really uh, find our hands, which is what Steve Smith says, like when he <laughs> finds his hands and he starts <laughs> yeah, hitting the right. ball well. We found our hands and we found our groove and we know exactly where we sit. And now I reckon it's an absolute pisser if I, if I may say so myself. No, I was just going to say because, yeah, like just to reiterate what Rod said, like for example, it would be like Brad Scott signed, <laughs> signed for Essendon. And we'd be saying stuff like, oh, Brad Scott didn't finish in the top four in the last 10 years. And, like, we're bringing that to the table, but it's just regurgitating what every football fan yeah. knows. May mm. as well be listening to SEN. But, like, Mitch Cleary would say Brad Scott um, has a you know, top four in, in 10 years, but he's also done this. He'd add, like, things that other people don't know, and it's actually breaking news, and it's actually, like, insightful. So we got gotcha. stuck sort of regurgitating just the most obvious things ever. So now, yeah, we're coming at it as a bit more of a planned, like, funnier angle. Like, we were trying to find the funny while we were just chatting naturally and now mm. we're sort of, like, really attacking that that funnier side and trying to make it just a little bit silly as well. So for that example, instead of just talking about Brad Scott and his credentials, we were like, all right, so Brad Scott's left at the head of the AFL, which means there's a spot open up and you can be the rule changer, you can change yeah. whatever you want about the game. And So we planned, all right, McDonald, what changes would you make to the AFL? And we made it like if you were the chief in commander and we changed it up a bit. So just to plan, taking that extra bit to plan the and find an angle yeah, and be entertaining is something. But that's what a first season's for. As you boys would know in your first mm. few episodes, you know. Like, oh, we've changed heaps too. Yeah. Like massive. Well, we were having coffee this morning in a meeting and we are talking about We've been doing this nearly three years. It just keeps evolving, evolving. Mm. And you evolve with the audience too and what works and what doesn't. But what was your favourite episode that you guys did? Like who was your favourite interview over the course of this year? Um, there was one that we felt like we really hit every mark and that was probably the Jack Ginnivan. Yeah, I was going to say that. that. Yeah. Yeah. Just the timing and everything happens for a reason as Rog invented. <laughs> uh, yeah, well done, Rog. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. We, Frame it. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be on the wall next yeah. time we come in. Um, so we were trying to get Jack on the pod for a little while and we'd had some conversations with him over social media. It was sort of in between the Cane Corns and Anzac Day, you know, yeah. stuff for him. So Cane Corns had sort of called him out and it was just after that, but it was just before Anzac Day where he kicked five and exploded onto the scene. And I remember watching that game going... Did he win the medal? That he won yeah. the medal. Anzac kicked Day five, medal. shushed Essendon Yeah, supporters. that was great. The small forward, had late the, draft pick. Had sort the of, blonde hair. Yeah. He was still on the rookie. Was, yeah. was he really? I think yeah. he's still... He might be elevated now, but he's on the rookie. Jeez, you'd hope he's year. elevated now. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we were trying to get him for a while. Once he kicked five, I remember watching that going... I don't reckon we'll get him now. Like he's now like an absolute star, but we kept chipping away. Weeks weren't quite lining up. And then we got him the week. It was like the height of like him doing the ducking. And oh. it, it was like when the AFL had changed the rules. It was like no, in, well, we, in between around I, then. We, I, like I'm of the belief we've changed the game of AFL forever. Okay, tonight. Like <laughs> yeah. we, because what, what happened? Outrageous Connor Rogers claims. <laughs> he came on the podcast. <laughs> He came on the pod and before that and people were like starting to complain about how he ducks for free kicks. He came on the pod and we asked him about it and he goes, yeah, like it's become, you know, a real tool that I use to get free kicks. Like I've kicked, he said something like, oh, I've kicked 10 goals already this year just by ducking my head yeah, down. Yeah, and he was talking about like the mechanics. Uh, and uh, Like how he almost trains for but it. That video came out. Yeah. That video, who was he with? I can't remember, Jack but he Madden. was teaching Jack, Jack Madden how to do it. So yeah. then um, all that happened and then Mitch Cleary ran with it on Channel Seven, Channel 7 News. Good friend of yours, Mitch yeah. Cleary. Yeah. Crystal Cleary. <laughs> yeah. We love Crystal Cleary. He's a guy. Um, and uh, yeah, anyway, so he confessed, he confessed to playing for the high free kick on our pod. Then the week after, they changed the rule because of the uproar, the yeah. fuel rule, and um, said if you if you play for the high free kick, it's no longer high. So yeah, so it was like we had Jack on the podcast, and then he went and played against North, and there was a lot of speculation about it. That was when they stopped. They were sort of half not paying it. They were paying it, but not paying it. It was when Luke Davies Uniac just coat hangers. Oh. In. And then the podcast comes out and he played Adelaide in the wet and that's when he like did the celebration. Nick Dacos kicked three, kicked a couple and they were paying it but not paying it. So it went from like this guy's ducking to like this guy's not really getting the free kicks and then, yeah, the AFL tweaked the rule like just after that. 
So it was pretty crazy. Um, and then he went through like weeks where he was just getting headhunted for no reason. Yeah. Oh, I remember going to, I went to the Essendon Collingwood game later in the year. Well, yeah. That's, and Mason Redmond that's the coat hanging him. I yeah. was, and I was being red. I couldn't believe it. Because, yeah. and it's funny when you get to know someone, like we've been lucky enough to hang with Guinea a couple of times now. And he's just the best player. Like, just such yeah. a genuine fellow. Loves his footy. Footy nuffy, you know. So it really like hurt me deeply, frustrated me to see a bloke who has come from nowhere, real big ultimate underdog because it's not like he's the best athlete ever, just loves his footy, massive footy nuff, kicking goals and celebrating, changing the way people look at football. Yeah, you know? yeah. He's like coming out of his shell and he's just a boy that loves his footy and he's getting absolutely harassed by not just the fans but now the umpires, I felt like we're bullying him, like really having it out for him. So it frustrated me but then I'm glad that the conversation changed and people started saying, hang on, he's actually being hard done by yeah. here and then it started swinging back in his favour a little bit. So I tried to get Guinea on the pod for a while. And then when we got him, it was like, let's really make the most of it. So we did some post-pod social media stuff that we felt like we really hit quite well. Like played some like uh, numbers games with him and put out some TikToks. The, we, I love those numbers yeah, games. They, they were great. Yeah. So like doing extra stuff like that, I think I feel like is really massive for like podcasts, getting like that little bit extra. So we nailed that. We nailed our questions. We nailed the chat with him. What we felt like we got him out of his shell. We we got to hear a little bit about him, and it was one of the most successful podcasts that we did. But that's on the back of like his star power. It's of course, off the back yeah. of like Collingwood Football Club star power. But it was also like a little bit mixed in was how well we sort of like prepared and and, and got it done. So yeah, that was my favorite one. What's it like being working for the Podfather then? Right, you ah. Dill Buckley gives you a buzz. You got your best mate Rog. You come into the studio every Monday. You go and get your toasty in the morning. Yeah, yeah. you walk into the studio and there's probably Goz and Dill and a few others. What's what kind of operator is he like? Is he is he a funny bloke? Is he is he smooth? Is he a bit of a hard ass? What is he? Like a mixture of all, but mainly just like very lighthearted. Takes Remember, the they're still in they're still in talk. So yeah. Yeah. oh yeah, <laughs> too hard, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Contract negotiations. Yeah. Nah, he's great. Like, uh, it's just amazing. We're trying to become a good sports podcast and we're in an environment where Dill runs like the best sports podcast in Australia, yeah. potentially. Like it's definitely up there. And well, the charts yeah. say it. That's true. Well, yeah, the true. charts don't lie. The no. Ch- no, they don't. Um, so, yeah, it's amazing. It, it, it feels like yeah, incredible going in and just some of the conversations we've had over the time where like he'll give feedback and... Stop talking about brekkie boys. Yeah, 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 yeah <laughs> literally. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, but they're, they're sort of less on, like, direct feedback, but he'll, he'll chuck in ideas. Like, he's the most, like, inspiring ideas man you'll ever come across. So That's awesome. You see the wheels turning in his yeah. head as you're with speaking it, to him. Everything. And he'll, he'll, out of nowhere, he'll just come up with another idea and go, oh, that's a great idea. Not even about our podcast. It'll just be some great business idea. I know me personally, he's the biggest doer ever. Yeah. You know, he's not a fan of talk. He's a fan of doing. Early on in the year, I made some sort of gag and he said, have you ever thought about doing stand-up? And I did my usual, yeah, I've, you know, I've thought about doing it for ages. I've done like one open mic. It's something that you know, I definitely want to do. Talk about the trivia night. You, you do you do that every week. Yeah, do me trivia two, three times a week. It's turned into a bit of an institution. Wednesday night at the Rochester <laughs> Hotel in Fitzroy. It's packed. We're getting That's over good. 100 people every night and it absolutely explodes. It's an electric vibe We need to get down Wednesday. there. Yeah, we do. You would. You'd absolutely love it. It's not too Hot, far from here. Hottest ticket in town. It is. Absolutely. Um, but, yeah, I brought up the stand-up to Dill, but it, in a way of like, you know, yeah, something that I want to do. And he goes, mate, if you don't do one in the next, like, three weeks, I'm going to be really disappointed in you. And said, like, <laughs> and said, like, I'm, said like, rip, like, just book it and do it and I'll come. So I <laughs> booked it in, like, two, three weeks later. Yeah, like, absolutely loved it. So he's just such a supportive. That's good. Such a supportive person. So with your sweet spot, because we, we've interviewed some AFL players over this year, but they've all been retired. So they, you know, they can basically talk about whatever they want. With you guys, you talking to current players so what's the scrutiny levels do you have to deal with clubs and do you have to deal with players and do they say boys we can't talk about this this and this or is it all systems go i've never had a like we've never had a player so you can't talk about anything we go straight to the players which is sort of a blessing and a curse like you know potentially they do see the dm but i like to tell myself that i get lost in the riffraff sometimes (laughs) because i'll dm like you know some players with big accounts like some players i can tell don't go through their requested messages. So it can be quite hard to get in contact, but we seem to manage quite well throughout the year. And we built some really good connections this year that means next year should be bigger and better. But yeah, I guess like we don't, 
we, we never want to hang any players out to dry. We don't want to get players on and turn what they say into an out-of-context clip or anything. And I'm sure, Dill, because we've done some work with Tommy Sheridan this year, and he's the same. He's like, just boys, remember that the players are first. Like they're, they're the ones you want actually watching and engaging with you. So don't hang them out to dry. Don't make them look like shit. Yeah. And I'm sure Dill's influence on that would be pretty key as well. Well, yeah, and we just want to celebrate them as well. Yeah. So, like, getting them on and... You know, we don't want to ask hard-hitting. We're not really interested in it. Like, we do want to hear their point of view about, like, some topics that might be a little bit hard to sort of access these players. Like, we want to break down the wall, but we don't want to drill them on it. So I feel like just making a fun, light-hearted 25, 30 minutes and and even, like, make it accessible for the younger boys as well. Like, I I don't mind if we become, like, a beacon for these first- to second-year players to practice media and practice podcasts. that's a good point. um, It's so much fun getting, like your Marcus Windhager's in the week before they win the Rising Star. Yeah. Like your Harry Sheasel's in when he's a 17-year-old kid that has a spare and has to go back to school. Like we love picking their brain as well and just making it like a fun environment for them. Well, Rod's all right. Down the barrel, mm. who have you DM'd yeah. that, nope. that has said no or hasn't? Maybe they've seen the DM. What are you saying to them down the barrel as in get it coming on goes all right? What's one player that, that maybe you've shot a message to? <laughs> Who you want? Who hasn't come through back or hasn't come back yet? Who do you want? Who do you want? Oh, that hasn't come back. Uh, is it like a Baz Lanka type? Oh yeah. Like, so if we could pick anyone to come on, who would have been? Look down, look down the camera. Who, who have you DM'd that oh. hasn't replied that you want on? Well, I have I have DM'd Baz Lanka. Yeah. Come on, come on, Baz. Come yeah, on, Baz. Baz. Wouldn't that be good, Bailey Smith? There's one that um, that we would really like to get on. I think that maybe didn't come on when we thought he was going to come on. That's Jamara. We'd love for Jamara to Jamara uh, to come in. I would love that handy. as a doggy's voice. Yeah. We love the doggy's voice. Yeah, we do. But we don't like the big stars. They're good, and we like obviously it'd be min if we get a Baz Lanka on. Yeah. Like, and we it was sick getting a Jack Inovan on. But we like when I say we, Caden does all the DMing because he has the the big platform that really makes them say it yours is growing <laughs> yeah yours is right. growing yeah but jack uh jack innovan when we asked him to come on he wasn't jack innovan yet he wasn't the big thing so we like don't get me wrong the big stars are awesome but just about my favorite bit of the pod is getting a trent bianco on yeah. and we like yeah. and we have a bit of a mantra of like making them look better than when they came in so like we'll pump him up but not necessarily in a way of like oh he's an absolute superstar like it's more like we'll pick something like Trent Bianco real smooth mover we'll be the smoothest mover in the game silky and really pump him up so to an audience that like if you're not a Collingwood supporter might not be that familiar with Trent Bianco we get him on we pump him up and hopefully a lot more people are aware of him and get behind him so that's the part of it that I love that I really get around last night I actually was down at Glen Ferry Over I saw CJ from Hawthorne Superstar. He'd, he'd be a good He's one. A jet. He'd be yeah, a good, yeah, CJ a good would be story, great. I reckon. So. Absolutely. I want to ask about Nuffies, you know, from, from your own point <laughs> You're walking of out two of them. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, it's a four-way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On the Nuffy scale, where do you guys sit? Direct feedback to yourselves, but to your, you know, companion um, either side of you. Yeah. One, one to ten. Well, Caden, Caden, uh, <laughs> I would have said, was in and around, you know, around the same as me, like a seven or an eight, because we're not a ten full enough. We're not at the game. We're not cheer squad. We're not getting kicked So what's a, what's a ten then? A ten's getting... Cheer squad, and you're there every week. Face paint, you still uh, wear a Guernsey. Interstate. Yeah, you wear a Guernsey even though you're like 50 and overweight and your guts are <laughs> thank, hanging out. Thank you. I hate the Guernsey. And you get in arguments on Facebook. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like that's a full-blown 10 out of 10 nuffy. Which, which we love. We love we that. Need, we, like, need we, we need them. We love we the passion. We love them. But we, I would have thought we hovered in around like, you know, a 7.8, you know, somewhere yeah. like that. But... Caden, I think, has sort of worked his way gradually up to an 11 with, with one of the manoeuvres he pulled during the week. He was on surfing the, the World Wide Web. Is this an exclusive? Yeah, bit, yeah. Oh, yeah a bit of an exclusive, surfing yeah. the World Wide Web. And he came across a um, Pep Guardiola video, the coach of Manchester City. Mm-hmm. Yep. And he was talking to the Manchester City boys about – Oh, who was he He's talking, talking to? He was talking to Rio Ferdinand about how you reinvent a team for sustained success. So Manchester City have been <laughs> up winning titles for the last six years, yeah. Champions Leagues titles, and it's this great chat where Pep looks at Rio and says, you need to reinvent. Like, you, you can't use the same players. If it's the same players the following year, they will not get it done. You need to move. You need to, like, you need to be at the forefront of, like, yep. reinventing this team. That's a ripping Pep Guardiola. That was a great right. That's, That's, a, great That's, That's a really accents. good Pep. No, I was impressed. Um, it's the best Pep talk I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so so I saw that and one of the criticisms that Melbourne had this year was it was almost the same 24-25 squad that got rolled out this year. So it was almost the same team that won the flag. No uh, reinvention. Yeah. No innovation. So we got Kay Chandler. We got Toby Bedford um, in the twos. We got Jacob Van Royen. Um, Jake Bowie was playing twos and they were sort of playing like Jaden Hunt all year. Like there was, there was opportunities to bring some fresh faces and reinvent and um, change the side up, give us a different look. And we didn't go with it. So I, not, so <laughs> I, I, get, I get a message from Doss. So one night saying um, This is Kados. This is yeah. Kados, yeah. yeah. I get a message from Kados one night saying I've just um emailed Simon Goodwin. <laughs> You're kidding. What do you mean you've emailed Simon Goodwin? What what have you what you've asked him for dinner, you've asked him what are you doing? Is he coming on the pod? What is it? Yeah. So I felt like deeply compelled wow. to send Goody this clip of Pep, Pep Guardiola. Saying that, yeah, like, because I'm just like, I'm like, You're kidding me. I'm like, Simon, I'm like, if someone's gonna get this, Simon Goodwin, like, would love to watch this clip. So I, I cut out the 15 second part, but I also sent the 15 minute interview. And it's uh, not like you already had Simon Goodwin's email no, anyway, like any workplace. Oh, you had to outsource it. Yeah. No, well, like at any workplace, if we're working at Producey, it's just connor.rogers at producey.com. And Caden had emails from the other people who contacted at Melbourne. So it's such a great uh, trip. Simon.goodwin at Melbourne or whatever it and is. And the first <laughs> <com>. <laughs> yeah. we beat that out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah it was something like that. And, and, it went, and it went through. So any, any no, no, no feedback. <laughs> but I just, so for some, like I was sitting there and I'm like, I just need to know that he's seen this. Yeah. Like he doesn't have to, he can take whatever he wants. Do you reckon he knows who you are? I reckon, he, he, I, I reckon he does. I think he does. I reckon he does. Yeah, he does. I reckon he does. I think he does. Yeah. But like, as if he's going to sit there, see this Pep Guardiola <laughs> t- Pep talk and go, 15 minutes I worth. better put Van Royen in this week, actually. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so what like stage of season was this? No, this is post-season. No, I was saying if, we, oh, if we're going gotcha, into next year. Maybe he hasn't seen it yet. Yeah, yeah well, I think I'm he, sure he will. He'll yeah. listen. To, I'm sure he's an avid listener of oh, Dawson Daniels. He is, absolutely. He'll hear this and go through the spam box. Yeah. You watch the reinvention of the Melbourne Demons. I think I've crossed the threshold. What about Rog? On a scale, I know you said you'd probably ran a 7.8. Uh, what's the nuffiest thing you've seen him do and where's he sitting on the scale? The nuffiest? Oh, I so, mean, you've just been yeah. hanging out with Paddy Cripps. Yeah. Was there anything so like no, I should no. say Roger's Carlton. Yeah. No, he's yeah. been really cool with Cripper and it's been good to watch because yeah, Roger's just good at small talk with anyone. Yeah, Myself, I'm not. So Roger, yeah, he's been handling himself pretty well. I think him hopping on Dwayne's, Dwayne's World on SEN, um, like <laughs> yeah. midday, and just giving some feedback about Dwayne's World is my favorite program of any variety. Is it really? Ever. Yeah. So, so you're talking not as a guest of the show, as a as a caller. So it's not like oh, so correspondent Connor Rogers from goes up. Like we have a football podcast where you can vent all these things. Yeah. You've got your own audience. Goes up, talk back radio. <laughs> he wants the over fifties to hear it. Just yeah, to, just, yeah, just to flesh out his uh, his frustrations with the club. So that that's up there. Hey, what, yeah. did, what did Dwayne um, have to say? Was he well? I I've only and this is I think this is what your twenties are for. But I've. <laughs> I've only recently started. Yeah, I've only recently started getting better at accepting that, even though I'm certain my point of view is right, other people have different points of view, and from their point of the world, it might also be right. It's not that I'm wrong or they're wrong. It's that there are multiple rights in any intelligent way to look at it. Yeah, Yeah. but when but initially when I started calling up SCN, I didn't have that point of view, and I was a bit (laughs) of my point of view. I know is right in my context, and I couldn't accept that their point of view could be right in their context. So I would like I'm, the most passionate I got was <laughs> <laughs> was about when there was a couple of draws, and there was a lot of conversation about should we have draws in the game or should there be like some sort of a penalty shootout, like a goal shootout type oh, operation. Imagine that. But I was there. <sighs> I was passionate. Going the set shot goal kicking is such a small part of football. Like football is such a broad game. It wouldn't be right to settle it with just one aspect of it. And I was, and I went on and I tried to explain to Dwayno, this is what we need to push, <laughs> ring Gillen, because how it should work is it's like a penalty shootout, five shots each, but you pick two attackers, one defender. So by the attackers, I mean one person is at the top of this, like 70 metres with the ball and he's your kicker. And oh. two blokes, so, so say you pick your kicker is Sam Walsh yep. and our forward is Harry Mackay for the first kick, then they pick their defender to man up Harry Mackay. All of a sudden, now you've got a kick inside 50, which is a big part of the game. You've got defending going in for the spoil. Like you've it. got marking. If it hits the deck, you've got to go pick the ball up, take him on. You've got on the ground, in capture like Technical. Sounds very full on. But you've got that five times, just one-on-one kicks into the... It's like gladiators. But think about it, it is like gladiators. They're, they're, yeah. already, they're already cooked. 
Yeah. Like the, like. That adds the element of yeah. True, true. And I think that that, and imagine like, okay, so we've done Harry Mackay. Next up, we'll go like Corey Dirt and a small forward. So they go a small defender. Maybe you put it, drill it in across the ground and you back him in to get mm. the ground ball. Get, like and it's it. just a 1v1 inside 50. And I'm like, this is what the game needs. And yeah, I went on Dwayne's world. I went full enough. And because that. <laughs> it's because I feel like I've just gone into a nothing world just yeah, in the yeah, last yeah. three minutes. Because yeah. that idea, in my head, it's so simple. You just have to. Like kicking inside 50 to a one-on-one, it's not hard. But to explain it, it takes yeah. – and yeah. like they were 100%. sort of like, nah, nah, too much. And I'm like, no, Dwayne, no, it's not too much. <laughs> Listen there's, to me. There's merit here. There's the one-on-one one is the hardest thing. Yeah. Footy training, like when you need punishment. Exactly you know, The one-on-one right. on one in, a, in a big arc and you guys get the ball back to me, well, in this case, I yeah. get it over the boundary line. or Yeah. But even a goal-kicking comp after like, well, however many minutes of the game, they're pretty cooked even got, having it – you know, a blow – Blokes are that cooked to even have a set shot during the game and they spray him. Yeah. Imagine at the end of the game. Could you see yeah. that happening though one day? Could you see it going to a penalty shootout style? Do you reckon? Nah. No, nah. I don't reckon either. I actually like the draw too. I, like the draw. Like, I love the draw. I think Me if too. after like two hours of gameplay, you are you still can't decide who's one point ahead, then the points should be split. I don't yeah. know if we need to go to something. 2.30pm two, two grand final and a draw. That's all I care yeah. about. Uh, I'm a Twilight man. Oh, I'm a Twilight, Twilight grand yeah, final Twilight. man. I don't yeah. like the night. I like the Twilight. The American sort of style. Yeah. Well, not necessarily because it's American, but I like that it's sunny when the game starts and it's mm. nightfall when the game ends. The entertainment, like everything. I've said this to Dos, Kados a million times. Everything's better at night. Like you have a party, yeah. you have it at night. Like events, like concerts are at night. True. There's something about the night atmosphere that makes yeah. you want to fall in love and have a good time. And the two grand finals that were at night time during COVID, it was so long. It was so long to wait till 7 Yeah, o'clock. I agree. But then this grand final crept up on me. Like I sort of moseyed out of bed around 10, 10.30. I sort of just sat, <laughs> on, your day. Sat, sat on TikTok for a little bit. And all of a sudden it's like 12.30 and I'm like, well, if I don't get to the barbecue and have a couple of drinks... I, I need to go to the bottle. Like, like yeah. The, game, yeah. the game will be on. Yeah, it sort of crept up on me, the two o'clock game. So the four the, could be perfect. I was the barbecueer, and which is funny because I was the only <laughs> vego, but it was at my house with like 10 of my mates and I was the only one that was willing to cook the barbie because it was at my joint. And it was a real awkward one because the game starts at 2.30. So everyone came over at like about one. And by the time I'd mingled with everyone, oh. the game had already started. And you started mm. cooking. And I loved the pre-match entertainment. So it was got to like... Two o'clock, and I'm like, oh shit, I better start the Barbie. But the entertainment was on, and I'm like, well, I'm Especially not going to cook the Barbie. I need to watch mm. Robbie. So then I didn't start cooking till half time. But then I missed all the half time stuff. So if the game's twilight, it gives us plenty of time to get around. Yeah, the barbecue at two, yeah. and then the game at four. Yeah. I reckon it's perfect. You know, this year actually, that would have been the perfect year for it because mm. I actually had a wedding on this year's grand final day. That, and, not, that, and not that I missed much. I know it was a shocking should, game. That should be illegal. Like. I feel like swearing interstate swear. You're so swear. they're not they're not Victorians. They're, they're, oh, they're no they're excuses. Queenslanders. So mm. you're so talking rugby. We've had a couple of we've had a couple of like bucks parties in September, and I've called it from like January. I go, that's finals. Like that's yeah. finals. Like one of us, one of our team will have a prelim or like, what are we doing? What, did, have, what are we doing? Have you heard the story? Stuart Cramery when he was at the doggies, like oh, yeah. he just got delisted. I think after fifteen, but he had his wedding booked for grand final day on two sixteen. That so is he had the all worst. the doggies boys were invited and they made the granny. Yeah, like, that is the worst <laughs> idea I've ever heard of oh, in my life. It makes me mad. Yeah. When I was a teenager, I used to always think like if I have kids or like even I was thinking about getting married. Like as a as a teenager, I'm like, oh, I just got to get married between say October and like February. Yeah. Yeah. And even then, I even started planning the six month because I'm like, oh, imagine if she wants a six month anniversary kind of thing. Okay, yeah, this can't true. fall on this date. Like. Yeah, I'm with you. But talking on that Nuffy chat, it reminded me because one of my mates is a Carlton fan and he used to write into the club every year. Really? Because he got hold of an email as a kid, right? Oh, good man. So he wrote <laughs> in and he got some bumper stickers back, but he used to write like Pumps these stickers. Like, like, you know those like yeah. child writes to the club, oh, yeah, here you go, mate, have some stickers. And yeah, it's like writing a letter to Santa. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, But he kept this email address and he used to write every year all the plays he wanted to list it. <laughs> and the re- and the that's re- no good. And the that's another level. Now he started that's no good. and he started this at like age twelve, and he went through until he was about I think nineteen or twenty until they blocked him. Did he <laughs> get some validation maybe? Because he would have said like, "Oh, these players," and just by coincidence, yeah. I'm sure some of them would have got delisted, yeah. and he might have felt like I played a part to play yeah, in this. Maybe he did. Just like when when Goody starts rolling some new players through, Kane will be like, "He watched the video." I tell when, you, you know, like, it's when, like when Van Roy and, and Kate Chandler start round one next year. Yeah. I'm gonna be like, oh, yeah. Well, it's like yeah, <laughs> I don't know if you've heard. <laughs> but the Simpsons, for example, right? They're not they're yeah. not legally obliged to open letters from the fans in case someone's put 
a storyline and they use a story oh. and then they come and try to sue him. Really? Have you heard that? Yeah. No. So then they say, oh, sense. if there's a story that's like even remotely close, the fan could say, hey, I came up with that story. So, yeah. that, so to avoid wow. that, they don't open letters. When I was like 13, 14, 15, whatever, early high school, I wrote a uh, – I was a rapper at the time. <laughs> I, I, I was what passionate. Did you, what did you go with? What was your name? My name – so I, I had two originally. The re, the first one, I've, my name's Connor Rogers, initial CR. So it was just CR. Don't say seven. Eminal. So I was like oh. criminal. <laughs> Not, <laughs> bad. Not bad. No, but then it was – it got a bit better, a bit more intricate, a bit like the five-on-five five goal-kicking sort of after the siren <laughs> stuff. Capital C-R-H-Y-M-E. So it's crime – and it has oh. rhyme in it, which rappers do. Oh, and, it, and it had my initial CR. So I was like, Cri-. Your words. But then my mate's taking the piss out of me, called me CR Heim instead of, like, <laughs> instead of crime. But yeah, no, so I wrote a rap song and I sent it through to 360, thinking, hey, mate, like, if you, yeah, if you, yeah. if you need some material for the new album, here's <laughs> one for you. You can, put it, you can put this on the extended long play. Where, where do I sit on the scale, you reckon? Uh, he's, Doss has gotten better, but he he was enough. Oh no, you're still enough. I mean, you're enough. With we were talking about A League earlier, like yeah. this was funny. The start of the year, you're an A League enough. He was getting stuck uh, into some <laughs> Melbourne City fans because yeah, that's nuts. This is yeah, embarrassing. That's, that's not good. What's that's the bloke? I've just forgotten the bloke. Brisha. Brisha. I don't know. He's but it's not Bess Hart. No, it's not him. Oh, you're kidding? No, but th- this is the. Computer. I could have sworn. What's his I I can't Father's remember. Son. No, it's Brisha. Yeah, Brisha. That's the surname. Yeah. So Melbourne City had posted this new signing, right? Yeah. And but they've cut his head off. So you, they cut his head no, off. No, you know, <laughs> that can't be productive. It was, it was before they announced it. So it was like the build up. So, you know, like you can't see whose face it is. He's going to be, sh- he's going to be shit out at corners. Because, <laughs> because I think I, he takes him. Because Doss, Doss is one of those guys on social media. He reads the comments and sometimes he can't help himself but to get involved. He tries so hard not to yeah. react. And most of the time it's pretty good, but occasionally slips through. And I just saw Doss blow up on this Melbourne City post <laughs> because everyone's like, oh, Bessart Barish is going to sign Melbourne City. Doss is actually going, no, he's retired and he's living here. And it, <laughs> the funniest thing was these all these nuffies were dead right. So there was a guy called Barisha that Melbourne City were about to sign. Right. Oh, different different, wrong. different oh, players. So no, Doss, you've been he looked like the idiot. Which yeah. was, oh, and I no. caught him out on that. But yeah, that was, <laughs> that's funny. Doss, that's used funny. To be, Doss used to ride in as a kid. So... Western Bulldogs fan, he is. Andreas Everett, do you, do you remember him? I yeah. do, Carlton, Carlton. former Carlton yeah. Number three. Oh, of course. Number, very stiff to get delisted. Mick Moldhouse actually said Agreed. it was his biggest regret in football is Andreas Andre Everett. Because he recruited him with the big promise of you're going to be a gun and he did play decent footy but then Moldhouse got sacked. We got a new coach in and wanted to sack all of our old players and just keep the young ones. So Andreas came across with a promise of a long-term Player basically oh, got oh. played and then he, he was Malthouse at the Swans out. before. You remember yeah. that? He's played for yeah. Doggy Swans and Carlton. Yeah, what a career! Forgotten oh, players of the that's 2000s. That's great for the logo. That would have been Ripper um, for the what? The, the logo number. game. Oh, no, we do logo. a logo game where we yeah, yeah you give put, the teams that they play. So that I, I don't reckon I would have got on. Is he Sydney there, as well? Is he Sydney? Swans? Yeah, yeah, I just Sydney. said that. Oh, yeah. sorry. Come on, switch on. switch on, switch on. But Bulldogs were running this segment on their website on their website at the time, and it was called Ask Andreas. Right, so you could write in as a kid. And we somehow, at high school, we were Googling each other's names just to see what comes up. So he Googled Wade Custerson, right? And the first thing that came up in the search engine wasn't Facebook or MySpace. It was Ask Andreas, Western yeah. Bulldogs. Doc. Really? What the, hell, what the hell was going on? So then we clicked on it and you could see all these questions to Andreas and he'd respond. But they would have the name of the person and then the age. So you're yeah. seeing like Michael, seven. <laughs> Tilly, Tilly, eight. And then just like halfway down, Wade. 14. <laughs> it's like double the age of anybody. That's so, great. That's great. Yeah, he's quite he's quite high on the Nuffy scale. But the, my question and my question was specific, you know, like, you know, Akers 300 for this year. It was very disappointing to lose it. Yeah. Like, yeah. it wasn't like, what's your favorite food? It was like, yeah. you've gone proper journo. Yeah, mode, journo. Like, yeah. Did he respond to you? No, he didn't. No, he nah. Didn't. Well, I reckon you sit on the scale. You're, you, you, Not anymore. Nah, but he was up there for a few years. I'm he the least. Yeah. You, you gave it away, didn't you? you? I gave it away. Mate, I he actually cancelled his Saints membership the day Brett Ratton got sacked. <laughs> Did you? By coincidence, because I'm sick of it. I, I've been safe for three years. I'm cancelling my membership. Sick of this. Yeah. Right? And they do the direct debit on the same day. And I'm like, not this year. Yeah. Not yeah. this year. Not this year. And then it just so <laughs> happened that the last day to cancel it, it was like an hour when I got on the phone an hour before that, yeah. they just announced that Brett Radden got the sack. So yeah. they, they asked, any specific reason you're canceling this membership? And I was thought, oh, should I say Brett Radden? No, nah, nah. Yeah, the Saints could either, you know, get Ross Lyon in and he does what he did with Frio and they sort of bob up and, you know, because they've been in that 10th spot waiting. They could make the eight. Mm. Yeah, they, they could finish, I think, like a fifth or sixth or the way they're sort of talking about like, oh, no, we need a couple of drafts. Like we mm. don't have any A-graders. 
Sounds like they might slide back for a little bit, and that I don't give a shit either way. Oh, yes. that, that that would <laughs> yeah. be a killer. I I feel so sorry for St Kilda fans because <laughs> even though like being a Carlton supporter, and I've se- I've seen just about the most like miserable twenty years of football. It'd be like in the bottom six miserable twenty years of football for any club ever. Like it's been that bad. Like four, three, four wooden spoons yeah. or whatever, and the highest we've got is like an elimination final win. You know, like I think before they won all the flags, I reckon Richmond was pretty close with you as well. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, run the day. So, and but, the days, yeah. but even with that, the the years of like the rebuild with Murph Gibbs Cruiser, then we go back down and a feeling of hopelessness. I still had in the back of my head with the Carlton Footy Club, like we will eventually. I know for a fact, give it thirty years, we will have won a premiership. But with St Kilda, I think there's a vibe of there's no nothing close to a guarantee that by the end of the time I die, we'll see a premiership. You know, we could go at seventy years without Jesus, winning another. You'd hope, you'd hope we're wrong. I, I think I always used to think Saints were cursed, but go go the early crows. So you know, just pick your team. Where are they finishing next season? Start with you, Kados. The Diesel finish second again. And how far into September? I I'd be shattered if this group didn't at least make another granny. So I reckon really? they'll, I reckon they'll at least make it. Okay. Actually, I have to say, Nuffy, I, I, I laughed when you when you were like when you posted about Luke Jackson leaving. It was yeah. like, don't oh. leave, don't leave, don't leave. Yeah. <laughs> how, how are you feeling? Well, generational talent. Yeah. And what I hate is like six months ago, before the big contract got brought up from Freo, it's like, oh, this twenty-year-old kid who's taking hangers and commanding half the ruck work and kicking Gorney out of the ruck position and. He's pretty good. And then it's like, Luke Jackson might be poached for a million dollars. Oh, he's shit. No, he's not that good. That's and then it. like all this like hate and like people yeah. are ripping. He's a star. He's going to be multiple Australian. He's an absolute gun. So to lose him for what we lost him for was frustrating. But the way they sort of worked Brody Grundy into the mix. Oh, like, he said that two years ago. That? that is ludicrous. Genius. I so, think it's been underrated how massive that's going to be. Like our Car- Carlton's second ruck will be like Jack Silvani. And going against their relief ruckman, which will be Brody Grundy or Max. <laughs> but Ford. how does the They're forward thing Gorn. work? Because I, that, that's the only issue. Gordy yeah. will probably play more forward. But Van that, Royen, they got my email. He'll be up there. And so, <laughs> I haven't even heard this bloke. Oh, he's a gun. So what we've done really well in previous years was Gorney would float back. And he didn't do that this year. He became like a target up forward. So I hope it's sort of like one rucks and one floats around the back line. I think what will be so exciting is the long bailout kick, which is just about the most important kick in the game, the long bailout kick down the line. You will always have Gorn or Grundy there. (laughs) And with their long kick inside 50, you will always have Gorn or Grundy as a loose man back to take marks. So I think it's going to be absolutely deadly. What happens if Petrarca goes down or Oliver goes down? I think Petrarca's played 100 consecutive games and... (laughs) Seeing his, seeing his, yeah, he's pretty bulletproof. Touchwood. Um, oh, it looks like he's he's cooking TikToks. Probably taking over his footy mm, pretty soon, though. Mm, yeah, yeah. Well, they are good. No, well, yeah. I, I just think it, it would be like an absolute blight on this group if they won one flag and that was it. Mm. Um, it, it would resemble like. Maybe not as bad, but like that Essendon group where they won one in 2000 yeah. and they should have gone on. They were dominant, but they yeah. didn't. So, well, I think we were all thinking that after the first night in rounds, though. Or, yeah, you know, well, they, they yeah. looked pretty unstoppable. Yeah, they were cooked though. Like I've never seen a team more cooked towards the back end of the year, and it was so fr- like straight set. Like if we made another prelim, it's a tick. It's like yeah. we backed up a flag by making a prelim. Straight sets was and Brisbane. Ah, oh. I can't believe that. I yeah. can't believe that. The way their fans were carrying on and Twitter, like it made my blood boil. Like oh, they were like rinsing Harrison Petty, and they were rin- a waste in the prelim. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. The D's would have put up a. What I, do you think? I, right? Yeah. Well, it might have saved us from another Geelong smashing. But, yeah, I, I think the D's can finish second. Blues, Rog? I am supremely confident we make the top four, like supremely confident. I feel like if we had have made finals this year, won the Elim final against Collingwood or whoever we would have played, I would now be sitting in this spot telling you I honestly think we make the grand final. I would have tipped a Carlton Melbourne grand final. That's what? Our, Last year? No, no, like – Next year, oh, if yeah, we if we had have won an elimination final last year, like we we beat Collingwood in the last round, we beat Collingwood the next week or whatever it would have been, I'd be sitting here saying I reckon we make the grand final. But because you know it's really hard to go from outside the eight to making a big dance, just winning a final will be cool. So I think we make. I really think we make a prelim. I think we're in the best four teams next year. We have all the ingredients. I agree. To, there's nothing more to add. There's literally nothing more to oh, add. Yeah. So if they don't make finals, doomsday. Yeah, that'll, that'll be like 
it'd be absurd if you're not the it's top literally eight absurd team. if we're not in, in your the mate top eight. I don't know if you I, like, I couldn't recommend if you're a Carlton supporter more listening to the Harry Mackay uh, podcast on Dylan Friends it blew my mind because as a Carlton supporter when we've been so tragically bad for so long you think that it's just okay well there's 18 teams one of them has to be the worst team Hard to climb the way up. We're just shit and that's how it is. But hearing him talk about how much the culture has changed and how when he first got to the club, it was a culture of if you do extras, you get sort of not necessarily the piss taken out Ashamed. of game, but people turn their nose up and yeah. you're doing extra work. Now the balance has shifted and now it's cool to be doing the extra work. So everyone yeah. there, like Creeper's already started his preseason training at the footy club and young kids coming in now see that all the cool kids, all the cool guys are doing extra work yeah. so they get bred up into that culture. So um, after listening to that interview, I'm so certain that we bounce right back up. No, mm. I was just going to say like there's – because if you go through rebuild after rebuild and they don't get anywhere, they just sort of regurgitate the same culture that they've had. And that's why, like, they were talking about the Gold Coast Suns, how, like, when it was May, Lynch, uh, Day. Prestia. Yeah, Prestia. They, they'd been there for six or seven years and never played finals. So it was, like, hard to bring in, like, another crop underneath mm. them to be taught by these guys that hadn't quite made it. So you need you need that, like, core group to buck the trend and then i reckon once you buck the trend and make it you can build something that has you there for a while so like this next few years for carlton and like even melbourne like are trying to learn how to be a sustained successful side like yeah these next few years for carlton are massive and could shape the next 10 years mm-hmm. 20 years for the club quick prediction dos Doggies. doggies. oh gosh it's a hard the doggies are a hard one that's what they are i reckon they're going one. down nah disagree i agree <laughs> nah I, I i reckon they're going to finish seventh and I, I think, and I think a semi-final. I, I think, I think Rory, I think Liam Jones is a massive, massive. recruit. I can't explain how good exactly that what the is. dogs need, but I, th- I, th- I think Rory Lobb's a mistake. I, yeah. Mm. Well, I, I'm more excited by like Sam Darcy and that. Like, well, I, that that's the I, issue. I, you have that many young guns. Like, I honestly think. But he's so young. Yeah. But the um, bi- I, I, Jamara's so mate, young. Mate, the big, the biggest thing, and Dee can vouch for this, is I was gutted to lose Lockie Hunter, like. When that happened, sneaky little, I know. Sneaky little that was very sneaky. And he's going to be here. When we lost him, I was like, geez, like, it's just depth. What about Josh Dunkley, yeah. though? Oh, well, I'm, to be honest, I know he won the BNF, but Dunks can't <laughs> kick. Yeah. He's kicking the shocking. Watch him kick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're just talking about how much, you know, we respect the players. Yeah. I know. <laughs> so I shouldn't say that. But yeah. no, I, I, I'm, I'm upset to lose Dunks, but I yeah. think if any midfield can lose a midfielder, it's the Dogs. Yeah, fair so enough. That, that's that actually makes sense. cool. I'm tipping the Dogs a, f- a frustrating 12th. Like yeah. a real like <laughs> Don't say that I'm, I'm with you actually. Yeah. I was saying a DOS There's two things with a DOS oh, With the DOS With the DOS <laughs> Two DOSs with yeah. it yeah. <laughs> That's right There's two things It's either The list is overrated And the coach is really good Or mm. The opposite Yeah Either yeah. either The, the Bevragino yeah, yeah That they overrate the coach And the list well, Bev, better than that's Bevo's uh, under the most pressure. I love he that. Is. From he's un- he's <laughs> really that's, well my that's, that's my favorite. That's my favorite. That we, really we never said me. anything that yeah. profound. <laughs> that was right all year. But that you was, said that, and I went, "Oh my god, that is beautiful." Yeah, like, <laughs> you, you, crystal you crop, clear crop, areas. Got yeah. that into episode one of the yeah, season. Will, Saints, Saints, Saints. Well, I'm like, I don't follow. Honestly, I'm not. I don't follow that closely. But was Ain Courtney's biggest recruiter? Seriously, the Saints because they could go. Well, I'm kind of with you, but I just see the mathematic every year one team jumps from the bottom eight into the top four and I, I don't really rate the Saints that much but they were on the cusp so it wouldn't surprise me if they somehow snuck in a fourth or fifth mm. however my prediction is they'll be about uh, 13th it'll be interesting to see if the Suns can jump one of the teams that have been hanging around the top eight for someone's got to jump four years. Yeah. Well, that's so that's the thing because there's been teams that have lived between like 10th and 7th for like five years, yeah. like the Saints and the Blues and I guess Freo I'd put in that mix, the Dogs. So it's going to be interesting to see if they, like that core group that have been in the middle go up or mm. whether like the Suns will start to like really yeah. take that lead. It's interesting. Well, I mean, who would have thought Collingwood? Like I didn't. Yeah. Doss, I see you've got some questions up oh, there. All right. He's, I'll he's, see that. Yeah. But I've got one for you that right. came up a couple of days ago that – I I thought I can't wait to chat to you boys about. <laughs> I was at the um I was at the pub hosting trivia. One of my regular tables who I absolutely love just got back from a trip to Nepal. They climbed Everest. It was oh, like oh, yeah, wow. A couple guys, couple girls. Base camp. 
Yeah, and it was both of them were in a relationship together, and um, not the two couples are together. <laughs> two different, <laughs> yeah, two different couples, and they climbed. They were climbing Everest, and one of the women couldn't go anymore. Had to turn back. And I'm curious to know, in that situation, the, you and your missus and your best mate and his missus, you're climbing up Everest and the missus goes, I can't go anymore, I turn back. Do you turn back with her or you've flown all the way to Nepal, your, your goal oh. is to climb Everest. Do you let her go back by herself or do you keep... Do you keep climbing or do you go Depends back down with her? How they had like a Sherpa or whatever it's called. Like she was, but like so she so was going to go back with the Sherpa, like couple of day hike yeah. type thing to get back. Yeah, I don't know the 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 exactly how it works, but it was like it's an operation where she walks down to a certain point and gets a helicopter back to like somewhere. Like so, it's a bit of an operation. It's not like they're fifty meters up and she bails. It's like it's a bit of a journey to get back. Down. I, w- I would ask she'd... why, like so, like. Like my feet are just in absolute tatters, like <laughs> bl- blisters, maggots. Like, are I you just, hungry? Yeah, like, what is yeah, it? Yeah. yeah. Or whether it's like, oh, this is a bit boring. Mm-hmm. Like, if it was like something like that, I'd be like, pull your f- finger out. Like, we've yeah. got to keep charging on. But if it was something like semi-serious, I would actually just go back with it, them. It, I, I don't. I'm not fast about. It's it. dangerous to climb Everest. Yeah. So if it's a genuine health concern, probably. Have I, to, let's you? assume it was just like. I'm rooted. Like, like, well, I, like I don't like. I don't know if I have it in me to get up. It's not my. Like, my uh, if, that's your life, if it's your life goal, I mean, like, you've spent that, that costs money to go yeah. there. It's. I think it's uh, so expensive. That yeah, that's my head. I'm rooted. I, I'd still probably go back with me it. too. To be honest, in this scenario with my girlfriend, I would be the one. Yeah, yeah. and almost turning back, and she'd be the one. <laughs> what would she had to do? She'd she probably kept, ditch me. She'd tell yeah. you, you are an idiot. I think that's the right call. I yeah. think you accept together that like it, to. we're, we're here to climb Everest. If we lose someone, okay, you can go back, but we are here to climb Everest. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, yeah, and it's, it's <laughs> but it's caused a riff. Oh, see, I, but you don't, you don't, you, don't, you don't have a girlfriend though. Go yeah. back. I've never, I've never been in love, so that's a thing. Yeah. yeah. See if so, <laughs> so here's where it gets complicated. Where, um, I don't know how to put this, but how would you feel being the like the girlfriend and the boyfriend who are keen to go? Mm. So like if Connor. Took off. I'd be understanding. Like I'd yeah. be, but if Connor said, "Hey, you guys have to come with us," and I was still keen to go on, that's when it would get weird. Like yeah. if Rod was I, like, I'm, "Oh, that shit!" Like we're we're packing it up, and I'd be like, "Oh, come on, Roger." Yeah. So that, that that would be an interesting. No, thing. I, I I could answer this on both of our behalfs. I'm a very understanding person. I don't get. Oh, if Dos if Dos turned around, I'd say, "Mate, that's fine. Go ahead." But I feel like the other way around. I reckon Dos would be a bit annoyed if I turned around. Well, as someone who has hiked one of the, the hardest trails in the world, the Kokoda Track, <laughs> um, if someone – and I did that with the Shepmates actually, good friends of ours. But on that, if someone said, hey, I want to turn around, like it's not just as easy as turning around. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's a massive deal. It's so, actually easier to go forward. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. we're almost up. nearly there. Like, yeah. So I reckon I would be shitty, but I would to – to a point, I would, go, I would go, all right, if you really want to, that's fine. I'll come because you just – you're indebted to do that. Yeah. You have yeah. to. Well, but that's the Anzac experience. I am yeah. storming northwards, like, without even thinking about it. Hey, if it's your life goal, that's a thing. Like, yeah. I'm thinking of things oh, that I really, like, part of things I want to do in my life. Like, if someone got cold feet, yeah. And if you if you really love it, yeah. you know, you yeah. might have to. Yeah. Should we get into the questions? I mean, yeah. let's yeah. get into it. Next time, we're going to get these boys back on the show to talk about content Mate. creation because we didn't even get a chance. But oh, fucking but, hell, yeah. But we, we didn't even talk about we've content. Got, we're going to be going... In terms of the spirit of hypothetical questions, the audience has provided some great <laughs> questions today. So where do you want to start, mate? You kick well, there's, off. Gosh, where, which one do I go with? I like this one. Let's go through them. Give them a <laughs> This shout. one's uh, directed at Connor. Oh, beautiful. Who's it from? Start with the big dog. This, uh, it's called it, It's Red Zone. Uh, it's Red Stone from It's mm-hmm. Red Stone. It's Red Stone. Has he got a green profile picture? No. It's a, it's a picture of Chandler Bing, actually, from oh, Friends. Right. <laughs> Is he from the UK? He must have changed it. I've seen him pop up. Robbie, yeah. Robbie uh, I think we're getting. Has Connor looked into tweaking his kicking style, he says? Oh, God, I'd need to. We just filmed a goal-kicking challenge with Kripa, uh for the ball magnets. And the first – it was elimination. You miss, you're out. The first kick, 15 metres out, straight in front. Everyone else puts it straight through and I hook it to the left. So can't kick to save my life, but I feel like it's too late for me to change. So I'm sticking strong and um, the double-handed ball drop and the just throw the boot at it and hope for the best is, is just my style. Do you reckon you boys are on a level now with some of these players that a little text message and come and go for a kick? Is, do you reckon that's possible? Oh, I Probably don't think not. I don't think we'll be, <laughs> like, not with Cooper. I don't think I'm going for a kick with Cooper, but maybe if I text him and say, hey, mate, like, could I give we'll you a film? film it? Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, give yeah that's a, true. A two-minute call, I want to chat to you about something, maybe it answer the call. The video <laughs> that still gives me chills from you boys is with Tom Mitchell when he pretends he does his shoulder. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Oh, that, I don't, that gives me cold sweats watching. Well, I don't know how the hell you felt. That's just not funny. Yeah, is it like, I told Tommy. Yeah. Oh, was that, when, were you on board with that? Yeah, so when Caden so, was off like getting the footies from the car or the boots or whatever it was, I said to Tommy, mate, when we're doing a bit of one-on-one stuff, go down with your shoulder because he was just coming back from his shoulder, had a shoulder injury. And Caden, like being very anxious, like he will be absolutely shitting himself. <laughs> and like the whole week I was saying, just I hope something doesn't happen. Like I would hate, you know, for Tommy to get injured or like, because we're doing like running and, and sort of drills. So I was just conscious about that all week. Um, so yeah, Rog went and... Uh, well, you picked up because you went, nah. Well, because I went... I, I, haven't, I haven't hurt Tom. Like, I can't hurt Tom. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon I could run at Tom as hard as I want and he would still come off best. best. Yeah. So straight away I'm like, there's no way. But he was like, oh, and it was that same side and you could see the scar where he had the, <laughs> oh. the surgery and I went, oh, no. oh far out. Yeah, hands and, on your head. And Rog went... No, I heard. No, I heard that, Tommy. Tom, no, like I heard that. I heard that. So, so, so if I look up, oh. Roger's giggling, but like, and everyone was like charging over, and then he looks at me, and I'm like, ah. Oh. The acting was oh, was, yeah. was on point. Oh. Here's the next one. I love this question. So this comes from R Merit Forty Eight. When there's a movie made about the rise of Producey, who will be cast to play you two? Sam. Oh, I was going to say Sam Pang, but he'd, <laughs> that's, he'd, a, <laughs> that's a great yeah. question. But he's probably a little bit too old to play me. Oh, um, maybe uh, a bit too old. <laughs> did you guys ever watch Big Time Rush? Nick was that the, band? Band? Was the boy that band? Yeah, the boy yeah, band. I watched that. Carlos, Carlos, the guy from Big Time Rush. The like, I reckon him or Taylor Lautner. <laughs> no, there's a bit of Taylor Lautner. There is, there is. Well, then maybe I'll get Robert Patterson. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Twilight, Twilight producer. Yeah, there you go. Oh, that's gold. Jeez, uh, the movie of producer just deal, just making moves and like, yeah, yeah. That would, that would be a bit of fun. This one's a Kados. This oh, yes. is from Luke McMahon 606. So thanks for your question, Luke. Caden, what's the hardest part about doing YouTube and doing a podcast? Um, hardest part. It's not that hard, actually. Like, I was just sort of just <laughs> roll out of bed at 10. Oh, <laughs> nah, it's a grind. Whack a video off. Yeah. And um, I, I guess like staying consistent. I guess the editing as well is pretty tiring it's something that i want to pass on in the next couple of years like I'll, I'll be out filming most days these days with like content and the podcast and like the social media so to have the time to then go and edit that and produce it has been a little bit hard in recent times so i sort of want to expand the business and uh, get some people in and how long does it take to edit a, a youtube video each week so that's that's why you can get stuck into this like rabbit hole of making easier videos so you can get them out more consistently. It, it would take like two or three hours for just like a stock standard video, but one that I care about and I love and I want my channel to hit regularly, it could take like a week, a couple of weeks, mm. like a goal kicking challenge, a song to write, produce, record. Thumbnails, everything? Um, yeah. Well, thumbnails is one of my favorite parts yeah. because you can put like a podcast on and because I don't know how to use Photoshop that well, I just like stuff around on it for like two or three hours. Like I get lost in just like playing around with it. Uh, so I actually enjoy thumbnails because I can just like listen to something yeah. else. But when you're editing a video, you have to be like on the video. But yeah, ed- editing's probably the hardest part. Do you have to do anything with the podcast or is that all done for you? Do you just have to be the, apart from planning the podcast and the talent and the, being the talent, <laughs> yeah. do you have to edit it at all or do anything? Uh, we do the clips. Do you so, do clips um, and they're a little bit tough as well because they're so like, they might be 20 or 30 seconds, but to get it right and make them look the way TikTok clips look these days yeah. with subtitles and pictures and different cuts. It, sometimes the clips can take me half a day and it's like it's such a little job that it, it, it's mm. like I'm missing half a day for something so little. So that can get a little bit frustrating, but it's so rewarding yeah. for your podcast to get clips out. Well, this one's directed at the great Connor Rogers. Oh, you ripper. Happy days are here to stay. <laughs> well, I don't think you'll be too happy when you oh, hear Because no. <laughs> <laughs> it's throwing God. you under the bus. So... Hayden W underscore 54 asks, ask Rog, who is the best DOS of all time? Oh, that's an easy one, isn't it? Matty Hayden. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Matty Hayden. Well the, big op- the big well, opener. Well played. Well has played. to be. We still need to tell him what DOS means. We might tell him over lunch yeah, what yeah. DOS means in this household. Yeah. It's probably, yeah, it's definitely not PG rated. So, oh, Well, I can't wait. We'll, we'll put it, this on the nice uh, Patreon. Is, is it two in Spanish? 
Yeah, two. Un dos tres. Dos, yeah. It is. The destroyer. This is from Connor Tolly. And I don't know. Connor, how are you, mate? I don't know who this is referenced to. I think it might be me, considering he lines up on the opposite wing to me at the Banyul Bears. I once heard a quote first in best dressed. Is it true that second in can also be first best? What does that mean? Well, that doesn't even <laughs> that does not even resonate right, with me. Go, run through it, run through it one more time because I'm deconstructed. I once heard a quote: first in, best dressed." But is it true that second in can also be first best? That's, <laughs> I reckon, I, let, well, let's unpack that. Um, <laughs> is it true that second in can also be best? Best, best. yes. So, yeah, of course. Oh, I think yeah. Some people, some people doing. I, th- I thought it might have been some in joke. No, I, I, I disagree with it because I, as Cade knows, I'm the most punctual person in the world. Like it really, fr- like I've never been late to anything in my life, and it does my head in. So I think you have to be first in to be best dressed, and anything later is disrespectful. Mm. <laughs> Says the bloke who booked derby tickets on the day we were supposed to do the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And parked in the wrong street yeah. out here, 15 late. Uh, so we've got a couple, we'll go through these pretty quick, but we've got one more. Noah Mills. Kados. Says to Kados. Ever going to play footy again? Uh, so I'm 27 and. <coughs> I, it's now or never, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is now. <laughs> it is now or never. You've got the Dosso's Demons. That's yeah. playing, isn't it? Yeah. Well, you could, you could look I've, at the I've created my own league, picked my own opposition and. Just watch my own highlights. <laughs> you could uh, be. You could look at the over thirty fives. I, I wouldn't mind. Yeah, I, I think one one last dance. I, I reckon. Like, I, I reckon there's one more year in me. I reckon when Caden moves to Melbourne, which hopefully is in the next sort of few months, he might be a sneaky chance of coming down to the Banyol Bears with me and playing a few twos games. Yeah. He's throwing him straight in the twos. Yeah. No one's aspirations. Oh, well, he... oh, I would not have thought so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll make this the last one. So this is from Munro Jumpers, and we can Marilyn. maybe. We can probably exp- this will be Andy Munro. We can expand on this a bit more in terms of like where you want producer to go. But his question is: Do you still have radio aspirations, or is now? I guess you, you love producer. You, you see yourselves just doing this and growing it, mate. If this isn't radio, like yeah. I don't know what is. Agreed. So honestly, I don't listen to radio. I don't consume radio. Uh, if I do listen to radio shows like SEN, I listen on Spotify on the podcast app. Radio is podcasting, so yeah. I'm so like because we did have aspirations to get into the mainstream and I guess if something did come our way it would be amazing but there's no like for me personally there's no aspirations anymore I'm fulfilling it everything that I've wanted to do like if Triple M knocked on your door and said we want to do like Dawson Rod's show it's like 3 p.m till 4 p.m 4 30 and it Monday to Friday which means pretty much a full-time job like you wouldn't don't know if you'd be able to maintain the YouTube channel and like the amount of effort we put into it. Mm. Would you knock back the the Dawson Rods on Triple M? Would you take it? A nice contract too. Yeah, really nice. Really good contract. Plus yeah. a brand new audience too. I would take the Triple M show. Yeah, um, but I don't have aspirations for it. I'm not yeah. going to cold call Triple M. I'm not going to join the street team and try and work my way up. If something did come our way like that, then yeah, I would take it. But like in terms of having aspirations to be on radio. Yeah, I'm getting I'm getting my cup filled with podcasting. Plus, you get the creativity as well. Where do you want yeah. to be, Rog? I don't um, have any aspirations in radio either. After being in the radio industry for a little while, we were just on the street team, so not actually part of the content. But being in and around the office the whole time, you know, our podcasting feels like feels more real, like feels more like radio than actual radio. You know, actual radio, there is so much that like, you know. If you're getting um, sponsored by Jim's Cleaning at the time, they're doing Jim's Cleaning ads, the amount of content you have to do around Jim's Cleaning and you've got to talk about The Bachelor and you've got to talk about this. And it's not, it's not like what we do where we can just roll in and talk about whatever we want to as in-depth as we like. Mm. Look, if you offered me like a full-time career in podcasting or a full-time career in radio, I think I would prefer podcasting. But, um, mm. yeah, that's that's basically where I say it. That's how I feel too. Like initially we would talk, we used to talk about, oh, wouldn't it be great to be on radio? And the great thing about radio would obviously be the obviously the, the money and, <laughs> and the opportunity to get this wide audience. But I just love the creativity that we can literally create everything ourselves, like whether that be monetizing it or guests or content and we can pivot and we're not under the – yeah, I don't know. Where do well, you- well, the other thing that's massive is you own it. 
Yeah, um, that's huge. so uh, freedom. Own, owning your own thing is just so massive in this day and age. Like I didn't really know what IP intellectual yeah. property meant till a couple of years ago, but that is just so huge at the moment. Yeah, for you boys to be able to own your own thing and dictate where it goes is just so massive. Like it's so important. I just want a one-word answer for this. So Mia underscore Burdak. Mia, how are you? Just a one-word answer. What's your favourite ice cream flavour? I'm a rainbow man. Well, that was more than one <laughs> word. That's diplomatic. I'm a rainbow man. <laughs> four or five. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, actually, an even better question, couple code. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I'm going to give you more than one word because... Okay. I, <laughs> there we go. You give us a technical answer. Two scoop, I get two scoops. One's always rich, so it would be like a double chalk brownie, something stupid like that. And then I mix it up with fruity, so it will be double chalk brownie and mango or um, sorbet. Sor- or sorbet. Oh, there's too so, much happening there. Um, sorbet and cream. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's a combo. You love your ice cream. What's, uh, your, what's my favourite flavour? Yeah, you love ice cream. Oh, I love licorice mm. Licor- yeah. I didn't even know that. I didn't know that existed That is either. like... The worst answer. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> I like, got a licorice. Like no one likes licorice. Lolly. The lolly, let alone an ice. Oh, cream I love the lolly too. Yeah, that's oh, insane. Oh, oh. That's like medicine. I'm oh. not a lolly man at all. I'm a big chocolate and ice cream man. Don't do me lollies. Starbucks, oh, Zappos, count me right out. Oh Jesus, nah, mate. I'm a salty man. I love chips. I love like chips and shapes and. Oh, yeah, see, not dip, che- cheese and dip. Uh, no, I'm nah. cheese and dip, man. I'm a cob loaf. Oh, I'm a crackers and dip. Oh, cob loaf, how good. What about just quickly? <laughs> yeah. crack, crack, crackers and dip. That makes favorite, sense. Favorite um, like biscuit, like Arnott's biscuit. Have you got one? Yeah, I love that. Just that. It's, I'm, I'm plain. So my ice cream would have been vanilla, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, so I, I think rainbow is vanilla. Like, that's where I, I'm at. I, I love really? rainbow's yeah. caramel. Yeah. Well, yeah. It but is. You know it that, is. You know <laughs> that bit. But like <laughs> caramels. <laughs> Basic <laughs> is what I was trying to get at. Well, but there was a trend on TikTok for a while. It was like if you put oil into. Well, hang on. <laughs> what was it? It was like <laughs> soy, soy sauce? No, uh, olive oil into ice cream. Was it olive oil into what vanilla ice hell? cream? It creates caramel ice cream or something. Oh, that's, that's just what? not for me. But oh. you know that original Arnott biscuit, and it's just it's just like what you get when like you're, an arrow when, root. When you're, yeah. Yes, when you're in hospital. <laughs> it's like what you eat when you're in hospital. Yeah. Like so that, arrow, I'm taking arrow root, scotch ma- margarita pizza, and vanilla ice cream. Scott, that, that is mate, Cade McDonald's. Really? You're my man. You're yeah. my man. I don't oh. like sauce on shit. Choc- just, just, Choc- just no Choc- gravy. Just Choc- plain chocolate ripple though. Oh. Chocolate oh. ripple's good. Yeah, I'm a Monte Carlo man. Love Monte Carlos. Yeah. <sighs> God, what am I? I love uh, the cheddar ones. You know, Chet, like they're savory, but they're, they're these cheddar. Cheddar. Chet, cheds. <laughs> they're called cheds. Do you know them? <laughs> and they're from they're from Arnott's. Arnott's. What about the Savoy with butter? <laughs> What, 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 what? Yeah, no, you know, the channel ones. Change. Oh, yeah, and I love yeah. a Savoy with some butter and Vegemite. Oh, Savoy's. Beautiful. That's yeah. good. Not, I, I think I asked Arnott's Biscuit and we've gone to change in Savoy with Vegemite, but still good. Still good. That's right, it's by Arnott's, same, yeah. same brand. Oh, yeah, true. Yeah, Arnott's same is, brand. Mate, I stand corrected. Yeah. yeah. Well, where do we sit? We're going over an hour, mate. Yeah, so. and I think that's about it. So, uh, well, boys, thank you again for coming in because we know this has been a bit of a chaos. Obviously, you come a long way for this, and so we've we appreciate this, it. We've no, done this to you twice now, but um, I think we'll get you in again and we'll talk a bit more creation. But oh, boys, we do this all day. Yeah, we actually could. We need to stop. We're, we're off to get some lunch, I reckon. Yeah, Palmer time. What do you boys reckon? Yeah, I'm keen. Yeah, yeah. eggplant Palmer, I reckon. Eggplant. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah. What sort of Palmer do you like? <laughs> Palmy or Palmer or eggplant? And the DOS reckons it's your shout, boys. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, I think it will be. <laughs> I think it is. Oh, uh, well, uh, thanks, boys, fam. For, oh, fuck, I was going to say thanks for having us. Uh, <laughs> thanks no for coming on, boys. boys. It's been a pleasure. <laughs>